0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Four runs, no problem. Those cardiac comeback Reds did it again, playing come from behind baseball and winning for a league leading 29th time. We will break it down on today's Locked On Reds. Let's go. You are Locked On Reds, your daily
0: Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker, week Our lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans that have turned an addiction into information for you. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us talk some Reds with you. Uh, If this is your first time, make sure that you hit us up on Twitter if you're listening. Or if you're here on YouTube, drop a thought in our comments section. Because Talking Reds is what we do. And we want to talk Reds with you. You can get even more Reds insight and get a direct line to me by texting I'm in to 513 597 0944 and join subtext today. As always, Lockdown Reds is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day. And if you listen every day, let us know that you're an everyday or down in the comments section. We appreciate everybody that makes us an everyday listen. And on today's podcast, this this team, this team just loves a comeback win, Steve. We gotta look at all the heroes. There were a lot of heroes. On Wednesday night's series winning win in Baltimore, we're going to look at why it should be time for the Reds to move on from Luke Weaver. And should we be worried about Jonathan India's slump that's going on right now? We have some thoughts coming up later in today's show. Before we get to all of that, though, I want to let you know today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app today. Create an account and use code LOCKDOWNMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And what you can guarantee, Steve, is that the
1: Cincinnati Reds are never
0: out of a game. Period.
1: They're not. That game was, I mean, it was really a lot of fun. Once you get past the adrenaline, heart palpitations of the whole thing. But even Chris Welsh said at the end of the game, uh, he couldn't even begin to figure out how he would rap. He said he was glad that he wasn't back at the studio and he hopes that they had taken good notes because there were just so many heroes in this game. So many guys stepped up in big moments to help make it happen. And, you know, watching the game, it's a weird feeling, Jeff, watching Weaver get blown up in the first inning there. And Not really being worried about it. I mean, I mean, I'm worried about it. I'm worried about it, but I wasn't worried about it. You know what I mean? Right. Like it didn't it didn't keep me it didn't make me want to turn the game off early is what i'm saying i was going to stick with that game knowing what this team can do and they didn't disappoint by the end of the the top of the second inning they had already recaptured the lead so it's just that brand of baseball that's so much fun to watch there were so many players that did some fun things and i know i know there's some guys out there that are going to lose their minds as we're talking about bunting but twice today guys laid down bunts when you didn't see it coming Nick Senzel pops one past the pitcher and drops it in no man's land for a bunt single uh, when the reds really needed to get a guy on base. So it's just, it's exciting to watch guys doing things that they haven't been doing or they don't normally do. And, and having things, you know, for lack of a better way to say this, Jeff, just finally having some things go Cincinnati's way, go the way of a team that I'm a fan of. It, It is good to watch for a change.
0: It really is, and and then you're right, definitely thinking about Luke Weaver and the way that he kind of blew up in the first, like – You can't turn this team off early. If you do, you're going to miss it. And I mean that for anyone. If you're a fan of any team, like I kind of envy baseball fans that watch Reds games with a bit of an unbiased attitude toward it because it's just good baseball. It's just good fun. Now, if you're a fan of pitching, probably not. But if you're a fan of just dramatic Baseball games, the Cincinnati Reds have your back. And for those of us that love the Reds and, and breathe, sleep, eat Reds every single day. Yes, we might need pacemakers at the end of all of this, but we are really enjoying this let's talk about the heroes from tonight's game because good night there were so many we got to start first and foremost with my dude will Benson he was a homer shy of the cycle Steve we always had another cycle this his performance was so fantastic and the biggest hit of the
1: night came against the lefty <gasps> he's a lefty Steve can lefties hit lefties I didn't think that could happen. Well, I'm sure David Bell sending a strongly worded memo to somebody right now because that's just not supposed to happen. But no, Will Benson is doing the things uh, continually that we've been talking about the last several weeks. Uh, he has really removed any doubt in my mind that I had about him remaining on the team. He's no longer on the list of guys that could potentially be sent down. He's no longer on the list of guys I worry about when I see their name in the lineup. I look forward to watching his, him play. And how about the the energy and the excitement and the emotion when he slid into third base on that triple? You know, There wasn't a guy more fired up in that stadium than Will Benson.
0: I love that about him. I think that might be... My favorite part, I mean, obviously going back to his walk-off home run against the Dodgers and how pumped up he was there and just how he plays this game. He plays this game with so much heart and so much passion. Like you can't help but be gravit you know, be drawn to watching Will Benson play. But not to be outdone, Captain Chaos, DJ Friedel at a leadoff spot absolutely brilliant performance. He had three hits. He had a home run. The home run was really the cherry on top for what the Reds did in the 10th inning against Keegan Aiken for the Baltimore Orioles, the left-hander relief pitcher. Again, TJ Friedel, lefty hitter, lefty relief pitcher, didn't matter. Killed the ball. But also he had two steals on the night. And, and just the way that he is able to affect the game in all aspects um, I, I saw a fun tweet earlier from uh, Carlos Guevara. He was talking about TJ Friedel. He said the person who's probably most disappointed about TJ Friedel's home run is TJ Friedel because dude loves to be on the field
1: and on the bases and just causing problems as he was doing all night long. Oh, he's was really exciting to watch tonight as well. And I think if I remember correctly, he's homered in consecutive games now, didn't yep. he home back to that well. Yep. So he's showing a little bit of power. He's doing it against left-handed pitching. I think yeah. that he, we've reached the point where it's safe to say he is the everyday center fielder and let's not worry about platoons as much with no. him. Uh, now, now, granted, there are times you're going to want to get a righty in there, especially if it's a particularly nasty left-handed pitcher starting a game. But I, I think, Friedel has shown us that, that he's unafraid. I, I guess I keep going back to that thing. Joey Votto said when he came back from the injured list is that these guys don't care. They're not impressed. They're not afraid. And they're coming for you. And that really, if, if ever there was a t-shirt that needed to be made, that's the t-shirt. I think that is the motto of the 2023 Cincinnati Reds.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, this team, Regardless of the fact that it's made up of super young players with very little major league experience, they act as though they are the grizzled vets. They are the team that's seen it all and nothing phases them. And I love that about this team. But even looking at the rest of the lineup, like this was a night, if you took the over, you were pretty happy because I think they hit the over in like the second inning. But besides that, like Ellie, Jake Fraley, Tyler Stevenson all had two hit nights. It was good to see Tyler Stevenson having a multi-hit game. He was, you know, blasting line drives into right field. Very nice to see. But it it, it was interesting to me because, you know, talking about the over, I got a great stat from a listener on Twitter. Shout out to Rob Rusk who said the Reds, uh, since Matt McClain has been called up, are 26-14 and with the over since Matt McClain has been called up. So, um, take the over whenever it comes to the Cincinnati Reds run total with their team. And also Steve, I'm sorry. One more stat too, that I got to get in on this because if you doubt Ellie De La Cruz, if you don't think he's worth the hype, then I got one for you since 1901, the list of players to have a 300 batting average or better, nine plus stolen bases, and 10 plus extra base hits in their first 20 games of their career? Drumroll, please. Ellie De La Cruz. That's the list. No Mike Trout, no Shohei Otani, no anyone. Ellie De La Cruz is the only guy to do that. 300 batting average or better, nine plus steals, 10 plus extra base hits in his first 20 career games. Ellie is amazing.
1: You know, besides all of that hype, and yes, I'm hyped. I'm I'm with you. (laughs) Besides all of that, throw all that out the window. Throw all of that press, all of that. Just get rid of that. Ellie had a two-hit game. Everybody's been saying, oh, they're going to have to send him down. Oh, he hasn't done anything since he hit for the cycle. Baltimore fans chanting overrated. Get out of here with that stuff. Two-hit game. Ellie De La Cruz is just fine. It was great to see him get going it's great to see him on the bases you you saw i love watching the wide angle shots that they show uh when ellie de la cruz has a hit and they they back way off i think it's that behind home plate angle where you can kind of see what everybody on the field is doing and you watch how defenses play so differently when ellie hits the ball and runs the bases outfielders that would normally try to throw out a lead runner they just don't They're throwing behind that lead runner just to settle down De La Cruz. That's game-changing. That is going to allow a lot of extra runs to score, and it helped for runs to score in last night's game because he's so disruptive.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're chanting overrated for Ellie De La Cruz. Maybe when the Orioles come to town, we chant overrated for Adley Rutschman because Ellie was at second before that ball got there, so... That's what I know. Uh, but also not to be outdone, and I know that the Reds didn't score in the ninth and and this segment's getting a little bit long on us, but I gotta shout out this this crazy bunt single that Nick Senzel had, that even the pitch right before it from uh the closer Felix Bautista for the Orioles, who's throwing 101 miles an hour, Nick Senzel tries to lay down a bunt, tries to get uh, De La Cruz to third. And he just fouls it off just awfully. And Chris Welsh is in the booth saying he's just like, that was all Nixon's out. That's not anything called by any coaches or anything like that's all him. And then the very next pitch with two strikes still tries to bunt still a 100 mile, 101 mile an hour fastball. He pops it up. That it should be an easy like can of corn for somebody, but oh, he finds the absolute brilliant space right in between the pitcher, the shortstop, and the third baseman for an infield single because they're so afraid to throw to first base they think Ellie is going to run home, which he probably would have. So it's, I I just love the strategy of that and the gambling. I guess it wasn't much strategy, but it was a huge gamble there, and it, it paid off.
1: And, and, and listen. In case you didn't see it, Bautista was throwing the ball 103 miles an hour yeah. for Nixon to <laughs> square around on With that movement. What? That is some intestinal fortitude. That is serious <laughs> crab cakes, as oh. John oh, said. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that was something else. Listen, one thing's for sure you can never count the Cincinnati Reds out of a game this year. One of the biggest reasons the Reds are comeback kids is because of Luke Weaver. Yeah. (laughs) Follow that logic. Can the Reds continue to run him out there every fifth day? We're going to answer that question coming up next. But before we get to that, I want to take a minute and tell you about the sponsor of today's podcast. And that's game time. You can snag tickets at the last minute without the stress using game time. Just download the game time app create an account and use the promo code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. So Jeff, I know you're looking to get those Taylor Swift tickets. I just looked, there's a couple for the low, low price of $1,600 on game <laughs> time. So if you create your account, you're going to get that for 1580, my friend with $20 off using the promo code locked on MLB. Uh, terms apply. Again, just create your account and redeem the code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase on Game Time. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed.
0: You can get $20 off 1600 My goodness.
1: The Reds are off today, but will return home for a three game home series with the San Diego Project. Pro- Padres, This is going to be the final home series before the all-star break, starting tomorrow uh, against the Padres. Once again, if you can't be down at the ballpark, you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just download the SXM app and search the word Reds. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Reds your first listen every day. Everydayers, we are going to do a live show on Thursday's off day. That is today, 4 p.m., 4 p.m. today live in addition to a lot of other stuff that's going to be in your podcasting feed. So, you know, don't trip out. We're not double posting. We got a lot of stuff coming your way today. So make sure you join us. Make sure you click that subscribe and notification on YouTube. Join us live. We want to take your questions and comments on this team as we look for what trades the Reds could make this season to fortify Well, the rotation, let's just call it what it is. And speaking of the rotation, Luke Weaver has got to go, right, Jeff? They cannot continue to run him out there. Now, look, I understand that they're shorthanded for starting pitchers. But at this point, I have to believe that anybody that they could call up from AAA right now would be as good or better than what Luke Weaver's given him. And I know don't come at me with what he did in the second and the third innings and all that stuff. You cannot continue to put your team down four and five runs in the first inning of every start. You cannot continue to throw 40 plus pitches in the first inning of every start with this bullpen that is already tired and expect to continue to win.
0: Yeah, no, that's like setting your house on fire, but then mowing the grass afterward and saying, "Look at my yard." Uh, No,
1: and and you've done that, right?
0: No, I haven't done the first part yet. I've mowed the yard though. Um, Yeah, I mean, he gave up four runs and he threw forty pitches in the first, in the bottom of the first inning after the Reds had jumped up three nothing. Like after the Reds took the lead in the top half that inning against uh, Kyle Gibson, who is a solid veteran dude. I thought, okay, cool, the Reds can build on this lead. This can be a nice, easy win. They can take it easy on the bullpen. No, because Luke Weaver does what Luke Weaver does. I mean, look, this is not something that is an aberration here. He has 12 starts. I'll start by saying this. 12 starts on the season. Or no, actually, I'm sorry. I'm looking at baseball reference. I was 12 before today. He has 13 starts now. Do you know how many starts he has where he's allowed three runs or less?
1: Out of 13, three runs or less, two. Four. So a little bit better than that, but still, four.
0: Nine starts have been four runs or more. Um, in those 13 starts, how many has he pitched at least six innings in? One. One. He's at it, three. Man, you're making me look like I'm an optimist for Luke Weaver here. Oh, well, uh, you
1: are, sir. That is hashtag, your brand. Not, not for Luke Weaver, for the Reds. Hashtag, uh, hashtag Jeff loves Luke. That's what we're going with, folks. Let's see it in your comments rather on Twitter. Hashtag Jeff loves Luke.
0: Rather do that than the one you tried to make up about me with Jonathan. Inley. No, the, the point is in 13 starts. Luke Weaver has done very, very little to prove that he needs to be continued to run out there every fifth day. Listen, if the Reds can cut Will Myers and his $9 million or whatever it was he was going to make, they can cut Luke Weaver.
1: If they have to make a cut in order to get another starting pitcher up here, then yeah, by all means, cut Luke Weaver. However... What I would like to see, given the current condition of the bullpen, is I'd like to see him in a few relief appearances. Mm -hmm. I would like to see what difference it makes where he can come out of the bullpen, focus on his best two pitches, and go 100% effort for one inning. I want to see what that looks like. But if it doesn't look better than what we've seen, then yeah, by all means, cut him, get him out of here. There are guys at AAA right now that, even though we haven't even seen them pitch yet at AAA, I think are better than Luke Weaver is right now.
0: Yeah, Connor Phillips, I believe like I mean maybe give him one start in Triple A just to make sure that, you know, cuz Double A has the weird ball and Triple A they have the major league ball, so make sure that he can still throw with the new ball. But I mean even then I still kind of would like to see him up for the next start that Luke Weaver is scheduled to have or Seattle designated for assignment Chris Flexen, which he was actually a pretty decent pitcher two years ago. Now this year, not so good. Seven point seven one ERA and a six point six one fielding independent pitching, which means he's not really getting that unlucky with his ERA. Well seventy four
1: He'll fit right in.
0: Yeah, I mean he kind of is Luke Weaver at this point. But last year, in 137 innings, he had a three point seven three ERA. So He's done this before. He can do okay, and I'm not saying he's going to be the next ace. I'm saying he's going to be better than Luke Weaver, which, let's be honest, you could probably say that about a bunch of people, including Alec Mills, who was actually warming up in the bullpen last night, so I don't even know,
1: is he going to be a starter for this team? I, I have a thought right. on that. He, he is going to be a starter. Uh, okay. With the off day and how they've restructured the rotation for the Padres series, he'll still be able to make a start on regular rest. If you, if you count him warming up today as him having pitched. Um, they, they're not going to need him for another five days. I don't know if you caught this, but the Reds have kind of shuffled things around yeah. because of the off day. In this Padres series, it is uh, Graham Ashcraft followed by Brandon Williamson, and then Andrew Abbott's going to pitch the Sunday finale on regular rest because of the off day. So at least the during this Padres series, the Padres are going to get the best of our train wreck of a rotation. I guess that's, I guess that's the nicest way I can put that. Hey, if you
0: get Andrew Abbott, you get our best for right now. Uh, but I think gray mashcraft going to bounce back. I really do. Like I'm, I'm do not think that this skid's going to continue, but I don't see Luke Weaver bouncing back in the rotation. I I, I think I'm with you. I think the best case scenario is they're able to move him to the bullpen and then bring somebody else up. Look, he was a bullpen piece for the Royals. We've said this a million times. He was a bullpen piece for the Royals and for the Diamondbacks for the last couple of years, and then the Reds signed him to be a starting pitcher. Like, all of a sudden, that was going to work. So I I think that we know it's not going to work. It's not going to fix itself, so let's get somebody else in here if we're really serious about every fifth day. Like, unless someone handed him the script that says the Reds are going to lead the major leagues and comeback wins and you're going to be the reason why, then
1: just let's call it what it is. He's not a good starting pitcher. Yeah, I, I think there's – it's – the easiest point that it's been thus far for them to remove him from the rotation. He's coming off back to back starts where he's given up four or more runs. He's coming off back to back starts where despite his best efforts, the cost the team, the games they've rallied for him, but he's put all that extra pressure on this bullpen with this off day, moving into the restructuring of the rotation for the San Diego start. Now the aforementioned Alec Mills can go on Monday and mm-hmm. now we're four guys in. So that, that means Tuesday is really the next time you really are forced to deal with, are you going to let Luke Weaver start a game? It is my hope that by Tuesday they've either gone out and got a guy via waiver, like you've suggested here, or they're willing to bite the bullet and bring up either Connor Phillips, depending on what they do with him in Louisville on his rest cycle, or let's get Levi Stout back up here for that Tuesday start and let him make another start a little bit more stretched out. And then address the situation again when it comes around five days later. And by then, Connor Phillips should definitely be ready. So that's the way I would go with it.
0: I I don't and I think the lineup's gonna shove in this in the in the series that they're going to have the trouble with the pitching. So I, I don't think it's gonna be that big of an issue. But if you're gonna have this kind of a pitching question mark, at least you can have it against the nationals and not against the brewers who are the series after that, that just probably means the red starting pitcher for July 4th of this season is going to be weird. That's, that's what I know. But, but I know this, it's time to move on from Luke Weaver, but listen, somebody else who's been slumping here recently, Jonathan India, um, he's sparking many conversations about what his future looks like. Do you need to move him in the lineup? Do you need to move him to another team? Are we worried about this slump? We'll give you our answer coming up next.
1: Hashtag Jeff H. Jonathan India. Yeah, there you go. You haven't done that in a while.
0: Uh, before we get into that, though, not want to let you know that the Reds are off today, but we will return home for their final home series of the first half in quotation marks, because technically they've already hit the first half mark. Uh, But right before the All-Star break, and they're going to start it against the Padres on Friday. If you can't be at the ballpark, if you want to avoid the craziness that will be at Pacor Stadium and, you know, everybody trying to shake it off, uh, then you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search the word Reds. I'm like... I'm, I'm betting a thousand roll. right you're,
1: now. You're on a roll. You are. You're making me break up crack, <laughs> and all these things the last two days. I want to say this about downtown because we, we've got a lot of faithful Reds listeners that are here with us every day. We see them at the ballpark all the time. I love talking baseball with them. Mm-hmm. I want to warn everybody what downtown Cincinnati is going to look like on Friday, guys. Not only are the Reds playing at 510 and they move that up to try and help a little bit. FC Cincinnati has a game. The Taylor Swift concert is sold out at Paycor, and they are estimating an additional 40,000 people are going to come downtown to be in the area of the banks to just try and like hear some of the Taylor Swift concert. So if you're thinking you're going to come down to the banks and park and go to the stadium, you need to get down there at like 8 AM to get a parking place, carpool, park over in Kentucky and walk across, do whatever you can to make sure you don't miss the Reds game.
0: Who are we kidding? Leaving like five minutes, and I think you'll be able to get there. To about you know, I just it's gonna be crazy. But I, I I know this, Steve. Um, it's it's interesting because here recently, and especially on Red's Twitter right now, there are a lot of wonderings going on. Does Jonathan Indian need to be moved in the lineup? Does Jonathan India need to be traded from the Reds? Um, It's interesting to know because I was not necessarily sure as to how bad this really looked, but I went ahead and I looked at the numbers since Ellie de la Cruz was called up 20 games ago. Jonathan India has a 208 batting average, a 296 on base percentage and a 390 slugging percentage that my friends is what you call a slump.
1: Yeah, it is, and it's time to move him down in the order. Um, I, I'm just going to dive right into this, Jeff. I think the best thing for Jonathan India, and and I know there's some are clamoring to put him back in the leadoff spot where he was doing well. I don't think that's the right answer either. I like TJ Friedel up there. I mm, like the mm. way that, that looks with Matt Mc- McClain batting second. I think that you move Jonathan India down in the lineup, and quite frankly, Uh, Depending on the pitcher, I think you could stick Will Benson up there. I think you could, you know, depending on what days Joey Votto is playing in the pitching, you could scoot Ellie De La Cruz up to three, slot Joey back in at four, his old stopping ground. There's lots of moves here. But the most important thing is, I think, to get Jonathan India down in this lineup, surround him by guys that are going to let him see good pitches, and then let him kind of break out of this thing. And then, of course, if he goes back to his hitting ways, you can move him back up. You can do things. But I think this is one of those situations where David Bell really needs to put him in the best situation to be successful and thereby creating the best lineup possible to help this team be successful.
0: I agree. And I think that the biggest thing here to note is that the Reds need to move Jonathan India down in the order, not because of his slump, but because the team has so much talent in the lineup. Like, Will Benson was batting ninth last night when he hit, you know, one homer shy of the cycle. And he has shown over a long period of time now, at least, you know, it's still small sample sizes, you know, according to like an entire baseball season, but a decent number of games now that he has shown he can hit the ball really well. So I'd like to see him move up. I've seen some folks say maybe Spencer Steer should bat third. I think it would depend on the pitcher. I think maybe against right-handed pitchers, you slot Benson or, or uh, Ellie De La Cruz there in the three spot. Then you can have a right-hander bat fourth. You could have Spencer Steer bat fourth against uh, right-handed pitching, so you go left, right, left, right, left, right. Um, or, you know, against right-handed pitching, have Spencer Steer up there in the f- third spot. There, there's so many different things that David Bell can do with this, but the point is he does need to do something. This I don't think that letting Jonathan India figure this out while hitting third makes a lot of sense. Like maybe it made a lot of sense last August when there was no one to replace him with, but there are so many guys this year that are just hitting the cover off the ball. And we don't need to be having these weird lineups where you have, you know, guys who the last two weeks or last three weeks are hitting over 300, batting sixth, seventh, and eighth. And then you got uh, Jonathan India in his 208 batting average. Uh, and in the last 20 games, batting third.
1: Yeah, I, I don't like the the staticness of what David Bell's been doing in regards to Jonathan India. Um, you know, I don't know if you listen to it yet or not, but Jim Day has a podcast out right now that has Jonathan India on it talking mm-hmm. about some of the mental stuff that goes on with playing baseball. And, you know, he talked pretty openly about uh, when all of the the Reds have to trade Jonathan India talk was going on, and it really got to him. Like he he said in that episode that he thought his days in Cincinnati were numbered, and I I think that that is part of what's been going on. That impact is there. I would not be shocked to learn somewhere along the way that he's pressing a little bit right now because let's let's think about this. Matt McClain is killing it. He's Mm -hmm. he's in conversation for rookie of the year. Spencer steer is killing it. He's in conversation for rookie of the year. Ellie de la Cruz is killing it. He will be in conversation for rookie of the year. And if CES gets up here anytime soon, I bet that he's going to find his way into being in the conversation for rookie of the year. All of these guys are pressing India and, and pressing him because they all kind of need to play and more than one of these guys plays India's spot. So I wouldn't be shocked to learn that there's an element of that to his slump right now. So I think move him down, get him comfortable, you know, pat him on the back, give him a cookie, whatever you got to do to settle him down, let him know that he's a valuable piece to this lineup and, and let's get him to start hitting again because this the Reds lineup is at its best when Jonathan Indy is firing on all cylinders.
0: 100%. And there is a sign that things will turn around, and it's our favorite stat batting average on balls in play. For the last 20 games, he has a low 214 Babip. League average is like 290. So he's almost 80 points below league average. That's going to figure itself out. Like he's going to get better. The slump's not going to last forever we're going to see what we saw the first month and a half of the season really the first 2 months there up until about the beginning of June i mean at one point he was batting 290 like th- this is not this is not something that's going to stick around i firmly believe that i'm with you move him around in the order don't necessarily think the reds need to think about trading him or anything like that which by the way again don't know why the idea for any slumping player is let's trade him because if he's slumping that's going to be the first thing that the opposing general manager
1: says. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Or you're not going to get anything for him but a bucket of balls, and then he's All going to rebound, and it's going to be very, very bad. Uh, so probably, Jeff, that's a good spot to wrap it up because we're going to be back in everybody's feeds in just a few hours. So, that before we get out of here, don't forget that you can catch every pitch of the Reds' hometown broadcast beginning tomorrow night with the opener of this Padre series on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just download the app and search the word Reds.
0: That will wrap up this edition of Locked On Reds. Thanks as always for making us your first listen every day. Every day, like Steve said, we're going to be back. We got a live show today at 4 p.m. where we will take your questions and your comments on the Reds as we look at what trades the Reds could make this season, in season. Before the trade deadline also crossover coming, we're going to get an Orioles perspective because there was an interesting tweet from Connor Newcomb, our lockdown Orioles host that last night during the game, he said the 2022 Orioles and the 2023 Reds are so similar that it's crazy. And we're going to discuss why, but before all of that happens, what can people expect from you and me, Steve?
1: They can expect us to continue to monitor the transactions and the rumors and the waiver wires and looking for anybody high and low that can replace Luke Weaver in the rotation. And when we find him, we'll bring all that information back right here and keep everyone locked on Reds every single day. I can't wait to see your Twitter feed tomorrow with all these hashtags.
0: Shake it off, shake it off. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music.